It's another edition of the Clear with Contact podcast live from the Tyler Hughes Motorsports Studios. Here's your host, Tyler Hughes and Cody Jordan. <laughs> you got a big ass smile on your face. This is oh, it's like we, it's like our first episode over again. I know it's been such a long time. It's been a month. Oh gosh, let's get this party started. Yeah, baby. So welcome back, everybody. This is episode 31 on 10-31-23. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Take your ugly mask off. (laughs) I'm not wearing a mask. (laughs) Oops. Uh, We are back in the Tyler Hughes Motorsports Studios. It has been a long time since we have recorded. Over a month. Yeah, one of us is married now. Yeah, baby. Got a silicone ring on my finger today. That's good. We're in a race shop. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to tear up the nice one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, coming back a married man. Mm. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it was a, I had an awesome day, man. It was a lot before, of fun. Before we get to the most important part, you know, the racing deal, let's talk about <laughs> your wedding. Yeah, I, uh, wedding was, uh, super awesome. It was gorgeous, even though it rained, um, had a blast. I, f- I hope everybody had a blast. Um, seemed like everybody enjoyed themselves, tried to keep it as simple as possible and um just try to have the best time possible and um i think i made some people leak <laughs> some people <laughs> did i make some people leak <laughs> uh, i leaked you a leaked. lot <laughs> you leaked. so um no i'm super happy man i'm day went great we all and or Kara and i enjoyed it we enjoyed everybody that came and um I don't know what else to say. It was yeah. super awesome. Yeah. No, I had a good time. Got to see our friends yeah. that we don't see all the time, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was proud to be a part of your day. It I was appreciate fun. it. It was yeah, a good time. Your best man speech was Spot on point. Man. Good job. All right. So I'm still waiting for the paper copy on I that know, one. I know. I never, I never. Well, I asked for a pen that day, and nobody had one. I'm like, really? Oh, do you have to type it? Yeah, it was in my phone. Gotcha. So I was going to write it down that day and then just leave it in your bag for you to take home and find you know kind of like a cool thing to do but no one had a pen so (laughs) yeah can't can't leave my phone (laughs) i'm sure we'll have a little box with like hopefully the speeches in it and then our vows and all that kind of stuff so that'll be cool we got a lot of cool photos so we did a um the polaroid cameras yeah for our guest book so basically took a picture of yourself glued it in there wrote a little note those were really entertaining to go back and look at. Um, some goofy photos ended up in there. Um, some good photos. So that was really cool. And I know there's a lot more photos from the Polaroid camera made, that made its way around the wedding that night. And uh, we, I'd like to go back and glue those in there as well. Yeah. The cowboy hat was pretty fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it couldn't have been any more perfect timing on that one. Oh, Lord. If you saw my Instagram story the day after, um, you noticed I had a cowboy hat on uh, during a Big and Rich song. So yeah. that was a lot of fun. 
You look like a goofball. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I was people, having a there's blast. There's people that can pull it off. You're not one of those people. <laughs> so uh, I still want a pair of cowboy boots, and I would love to have a cowboy hat just for shits and giggles. Yeah. But. Get your old pair of shit kickers. Yeah, that's right. Um, then we went on our honeymoon. We went to Curacao. Actually, let me back up a second. All right. The day after our wedding, oh my god, my uh, beloved wife let us go to Dominion the next day. So since it rained, Connor Waddell got to go run for a championship, and um, we left the hotel that morning mm-hmm. and drove straight there. And luckily, they had to drive the track that morning, so it set their schedule back an hour. We were able to get there in time, and he was the first race out. We watched him win the race, Woo. win the championship, and we turned around and went home right afterwards. Um, she does love you. She does love you. Oh, my God, does she love you. <laughs> yeah, she's letting you go to the racetrack the day after your your wedding. Um, it's, a good, it's a good one to keep around, you yeah. know. Um, so then we went to Curacao for our honeymoon, and that was – a phenomenal trip we stayed there for nine nights ten days and it's for n- anybody who doesn't know where curacao is uh there's three islands right in a row it's aruba curacao and bonaire they're all right there together right beside one another beautiful country water is super clear down there mm-hmm. it was hotter than hell <laughs> it was uh 86 degrees one night and the feel like was 102 okay yeah, at night, 9 p.m., dark. Um, it had been dark for like three hours. So it was hotter than hell all day. Um, but we went snorkeling multiple times at uh, different spots, and we saw a lot of cool sea life. We uh, At one point, we had a, probably a five-foot-wide stingray swim right underneath of us, you know, probably 30, 40 feet off the shoreline as soon as we got in the water, which was super cool. Um and at that same beach, um, that was actually on the island called Klein, uh, which is, they nicknamed it Little Curacao because mm-hmm. it is still a part of Curacao. And um, as earlier in the day before we did that snorkel tour, I was just out snorkeling myself and I ended up seeing three sea turtles. And I saw a couple flounder, saw a couple eels, bunch of uh, schools of little fish and stuff. Um, and then we went on another tour. It was a caves and turtles tour. They took us to two different caves and took us to go get lunch at this one spot. And um, there was like a little beach there, and we were able to go swim with a bunch of sea turtles. So there was like sea turtles everywhere. That's awesome. Because um, I think it's a spot where a bunch of fishermen come in, and they you know, cut up the fish there, and a bunch of the sea turtles feed off all that. So at the restaurant there was a cliff and the cliff was i don't know how high it was it looked so damn high because i'm scared of heights <laughs> um and people were jumping off of it because it was like 40 50 feet deep in the water right in there water. so at first i was like f that i ain't there's no way i'm jumping <laughs> and then like three people went and I'm like man if you don't do it if i don't do it i'm gonna regret not doing it so order a few shots no, you I went didn't. sober. I went sober. <laughs> well, you're better than I am. I sacked up and did it. Um, that was a big hill I had to climb, you uh-huh. know, as far as fear goes. And I did it, and I was glad I did it because it was 
super cool. Felt like you were in the air forever. Really wasn't that long. Um, and then that was pretty much it. We came back. We drank a ton because we went to an all-inclusive. All included. And um, that was super cool. So uh, came back, and we got home at like 1.30 in the morning on Friday. And is 6 o'clock, 6.30 rolled around Friday morning. I left to go racing mm, in the mm. legend cars for the weekend. So, again, my wife is awesome. Yeah. You know, in my best man speech, I said something about um, she loves you for you and what you what you have done and what you want to do. Yeah. I didn't think it would that be that quick of a turnaround of the things <laughs> that you want to do, as in leaving the next morning to go racing and leaving the next morning as you get home from a 10-day vacation to go you racing. Know, racing. Yeah. It's, it's, un- it's unreal. I, I've... Like my words came true as I spoke them. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, uh, I put those words to a test. Yeah. in a hurry. You remember um, what Cody said? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I didn't want to miss Connor's race because they well, made the commitment to originally miss the last race of the season to come to my wedding. Right. So I wasn't going to miss his race uh, because of that. Um, and she understood. And then the legend car race came around and um i just haven't been in a car in a while man it you know i haven't i don't get to run during the summertime because i'm busy crew chiefing and um i just really wanted to go race the road courses which i have a lot of fun on nowadays because even if you're out there running by yourself it's you're constantly doing something in the car you're breaking hard upshifting downshifting every corner is different um and i just enjoy it nowadays not being able to race as much because it's something totally different and i feel like it's a challenge yeah so what's wine tasting oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. cool man so in the last episode we talked about uh how you were wine tasting yeah yeah uh overseas and i made the comment i was like yeah i can't i can't tell the difference between a cab and you know maybe a red blend or whatever so while we were at Sandals, mm-hmm. uh, we went to this wine tasting that they had, and um, I was going through, and I, I didn't know any of the white wines, of course, and then they just put a red in front of you, and they wouldn't tell you what it was, and they had you guess. So I picked it up, and I sniffed it, and I was like, this is a Cabernet, because I drink a Cab a lot, you know, especially with, like, uh, when I eat a steak or whatever. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, it was a Cabernet. Dang, so look at you. I, I got it right. Damn. Okay. <laughs> David, all right. Ma- David Markham would be proud of me. Yes, he Pat would. myself on the back on that yes, one. Yes, he would. So, yeah. So, I yeah, think, I had to throw that in there. Side note, I think we're doing a uh, wine night at a friend of ours. Ooh. So, you might, maybe I can get you an invite. Ooh. Wouldn't that'd that be, be fun? fun. That'd be a good, like, wintertime thing to do. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Um, so, before we move on to me, I want to keep on you. Let's talk about the Legends race this weekend. Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, yeah, I it was a good weekend. Um, a good, you, you got a trophy. I got a trophy out of it. Um, I felt like I should have had a couple more. <laughs> uh, I was pretty damn fast all weekend. It was really me and Daniel Silvestri were class yeah. of the field. Which, which is was, funny. Yeah, you funny because I just crew chiefed him yeah. at Martinsville. So. Now you're trying to wreck his ass. <laughs> I think he tried to wreck me. 
Uh, there was, it was funny. There was one time he was behind me and he gave me a shot down in one of the real sweeping corners. I'm like, damn, Daniel, like, <laughs> push me, lean on me a little bit. Um, but no, uh, I set the pole on Saturday and I won race one and then race two come around and I was kind of on my way to winning that one. I'd had a pretty good lead and, uh, was only had a few laps left and then there was a wreck. Um, Dan, damn Daniel, <laughs> he he jumped the restart on me. So the rule was is you had, like, once the green flag flew, you went back to racing. So he laid back and timed it to where as soon as the green dropped, he was he's already, already beside me. <laughs> and they never said to us, don't pass before the start-finish line, right. even though that's an oval thing. He just waited for them to tell him that he couldn't do it. So... He does it, and Tommy Jackson, of course, being on his bumper, fires with him, and they pull out. Next thing you know, I'm going in turn one, and I'm already back to third. And um, Miles Murray ended up getting in the back of Tommy for whatever reason, and uh, Tommy shoved up into me and hit me, and it sent me airborne and around in the gravel. And it was the last. It was literally a green and white and checkered. Right. So uh, didn't get to finish that one. Pulled. I saw the checker coming out, and I just pulled in. I wasn't even going to finish the race. I was too far behind. Yeah. So then Saturday or Sunday morning rolled around. I qualified fourth. I just didn't get a good draft run. I laid down a pretty good lap, but just didn't get the right draft I needed to to lay down like a blistering lap. Um. So then I started fourth in that first race, and I kind of got bottled up and pushed back a little bit, and made my way back through to second and the car was just really loose like oddly loose from what it had been all weekend and I came in and immediately put a tire pressure gauge on all the tires and the right rear was down like 10 pounds of where it should have been um, hot so I ended up taking that tire off putting another tire on I think I started fourth in the second one too and I made my way to second really quick and I was working the leader and I'd got a hell of a draft run down the front stretch and just completely missed the corner and went off the racetrack, fell back to like six. Well, at this point, I'm like 20 car lengths back. And the top five were all in a line, nose to tail, I mean, within a car length and a half, I would Mm -hmm. say. So they all had draft. Well, I tracked them down without draft, like no draft, just just up on the wheel, just digging. And I thought that was pretty badass. I laid down a hell of a lap trying to get to him. So to put it in perspective, most of everybody was able to run like a mid-132. So we'll just say like a 132.5 to a a 133 flat without draft. Um, If you were in the draft, you were running anywhere below a 132. um, And like the fastest time that me and Daniel had posted all weekend was like a 131.9 in the draft which we thought was stupid fast. So I laid down a 132.2 with no draft, running those guys down. And then by the time I got the second and I was drafting Daniel, I ran a 131.7. So I was cooking. Uh, So I took the lead with two to go, coming to two to go. And then Daniel drafted back by me down the front stretch, coming to the white. And I was like, perfect. 
I'm just gonna, gonna do this sit, again. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit right behind him. I'm like, I played it perfect. And coming down the front stretch, he actually did a really good job of binding me up in the last corner to make sure he tried to get the best Launch. run yep. possible and not um not have me get a great run. So I ended up drafting up to him and I pulled out and I was trying to shift at the same time and it didn't go and it bumped the chip, so I lost the run. So I had to shift up the fourth, pull back in line, get another draft one run, which I didn't really have all that much time and space to get the run or get a real big run. So I drafted up to him and pulled out as soon as I got to him and I actually side drafted him. It does work in a legend car, by the way, because he said it stalled him. So I side drafted him, pulled out and I had the run and I shifted to fifth and to me it looked like I was still coming. Um, everybody says that it looks like I stalled out when I pulled the pulled the fifth gear which it never seemed that way to me and it was so close to the line I was pulling myself out of the seat to see if we got or to see if yeah. I got it or not and it looked like I got it from my vantage point like I'm still 95 99% sure yeah. like I got him and the thing that's messed up is the the scoring loop is 150 feet before the start finish line that they had because they mm. were limited on uh, track workers and corner workers and stuff. So they put the pit road guy as the flagger. And then they put the start finish line probably five, six car lengths later down the front stretch from the flagger. So again, the, the scoring loop is 150 f yards probably right. prior to even the flagger. So there's one video of us coming down the front stretch and it's us passing the flagger and you can't even see the start finish line in view and as we're coming by the flagger and as we're dead on with the video i have the lead yeah going away it still looks like you can still tell i still have the lead if you pause it and you screenshot it you can still see my rear bumper is ahead of daniel's right Going out of the view, of course, the angle's at the back of the cars, so now it looks like he's ahead. Right. So how do you judge it? Yeah. Like, And you can't see the start-finish line in view or when we cross or anything, but even like the last view where it still looks like I'm ahead, the start-finish line's another five car lengths down. Hmm. I think I won. I think there's enough evidence to matters. say – I think there's enough evidence to say that I won. However, they gave it to Daniel. The flagger called it as Daniel. Congratulations to Daniel. He got three wins that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so, but either way, like, I still had a ton of fun. Yeah, it seemed like it. Um, I was super happy with the way I drove, and, you know, I I wish I could go back this weekend, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I want to – I need a weekend at home. I haven't had that in a while, so – It's probably um, a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not going to try and piss my wife off anymore. Yeah. So, but, yeah, that was my Legend Car weekend. All right. I went to the Roval. Yeah, you did. This is a couple moons ago. Yeah. This is this is going back. <laughs> yeah, this is going back a good ways. Um, Holy cow. No, it was fun, though. It was fun. It You're was, wearing your Beard Motorsports hat today. I had to wear it today. Podcast. Yeah, know? podcast day. Uh, no, got to work with uh, Chris Osborne again. Um, spotted Parker Retzlaff for the Xfinity race again. And Austin Hill for the Beard Motorsports 62 car. 
on Sunday, which was really cool. I ended up, first of all, I get there and a couple guys are, I'm asking around, hey, where, where y'all normally spot? Secondary guys, where are you guys spot? Everybody's saying, we're spotting in the main spotter stand, like front stretch spotter stand. All the primaries go up to the main, like the big tall grandstand in more towards oval turn one, right? So I'm talking to Crazy the day before, and he's like, hey, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you go up to the tall grandstand in oval turn one. And I'm like, huh. Well, then I guess all the primaries are going to the main spotter stand and secondaries are going, nah. Nah. Kept you up on the main spotter stand. I was up on the primary, with all the primary guys. I'm like, this is cool. This yeah. is this is neat. Did Chris so, have a reason for sending you up there? He wanted to do, I think, more pit road stuff for Parker. And being in that primary spotter stand, he could see pit road all in front of him instead of having an angle shot at everything. And um, the way we split it up was he did everything on oval. You know, everything, like one and two, even the back chicane and three and four, all the way up until... Um, you know, road course turn one, going back into the infield, and then I did all the infield stuff. So it was a good split, um, except, like, all the action. Well, I mean, it was fun for me. All the action was on my side of things. I ended up, we I showed you that video where we dodged the wreck uh, coming off of four. Uh, there was one coming around turn six. I mean, and, dude, I'm telling you, like, even from the first time I spotted for you at New Jersey, like, Getting that left and right down when they're coming to you and your left is his right and your right is it still screws me up. Yeah. But I did I, I did pretty good. We did we didn't have a lick of damage, so we got around two big wrecks with Austin. Um Saturday was I w I won't say uneventful, but for me it was kind of uneventful. We didn't really have a lot. There was one wreck uh in turn six that was kinda close, but did Thought I did a pretty good job talking him around, talking Parker around that. Um, but yeah, fast forward to Sunday morning, we go and Darren Shaw, who used to be your crew chief yep. in uh, what Kanganen and some late model stuff. Um, I go over to the hauler just to see if I can get some apparel. You know, I got to look decent in the spotter stand. So I go up and uh, they're like, "Yeah, we'll get you a hat." And I'm like, what do I, like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, what am I going to tell these people that I'm their spotter? Like, are they going to believe me? Are yeah. they just going to give me a hat out of, like, this poor kid? <laughs> but they ended up asking, they were like, are you, um, you and Darren know each other? And I'm like, yes, yes, we do. And they were like, the, the late uh, Ty, uh, Tyler. And I'm like, Tyler Hughes. They're like, yes. And I was like, yes, <laughs> cool. I'm validated now. I'm getting a hat. <laughs> so I get the hat and they're like, Darren's over. And I was like, I'm going to go talk to him. So I go over and I'm like, hey, Darren, like, you remember me? He's like, Cody? And I'm like, yeah. And it was so cool, like, us talking like that. And yeah. he's like, yeah. He's like, Tyler texted me, said you were coming to work with us. And I'm like, yeah. And um, the son of a gun never texted me back yeah. either. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got the message. <laughs> I'm glad. So, so, so then we get in the spotter stand. And I don't know if I have this. I don't know if this was on channel one or two. I can't remember. But he said, Hey Chris, you know uh, me and Cody have history, <laughs> like right off, we're just broadcasting, and he was just like, "You do?" He didn't tell me that, and he's like, "Yeah, we used to work together," and I'm like, "We worked together twice. Like we didn't, <laughs> we didn't used to work together. Like we did, yeah. we did twice." But it was a, uh, 
it was fun. It was cool. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That was like a full circle moment. Yeah, you know. And Darren was so excited. He's like, "Yeah, this it's gonna be good. This is great. This is great." And I was like, "I'm glad you think so." <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. I love Darren. He was always just super awesome guy to be around, and I I really enjoyed having him crew chief me in the can and stuff. He's just super smart and. It was so funny, like, back then, like, he would work the tech officials over so hard. Like, I remember going to Richmond, and, like, we were a little low on the left front, and, like, there was, like, a newer tech official that was, like, checking the hide over there, and he was like, hey, uh, we're, we're lower, hey, uh, we're, we're low over here, and, and the guy that was, like, the lead tech guy that was talking to Darren, he's just like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got, just sent on through, get him on through, <laughs> and Darren's just chatting it up with him, <laughs> hey, buddy, how's your kids, yeah, yeah. how's your life going, that's awesome, uh, so, this um, is so funny, so, I have it in here, in my notes, right, binoculars, okay, I got a funny story, so, I have a plane to catch, after the race yeah now i'm not alone in this as as the white flag waves there's no more cautions we know it's over guys are packing they're packing up they're leaving they're they're out that quick they're going they gotta walk i mean so where we parked like i don't know if you're familiar with charlotte but like you have the crossover bridge that goes like more like over to the dirt track right you know what i'm talking about i think so okay so you have to walk along the front stretch. Now, mind you, this is Sunday race day. There's fans, a lot of fans. Yeah, that's why they're trying to beat them. So we're trying to beat these. So I learned Saturday because I was trying to go to – okay, now I'm backing up a little bit. I'm going all over the place here. Sorry. Saturday I was going to go to Tri-County and spot the smart mods. Didn't make it out of the track in time. I was stuck in traffic. So didn't end up getting to do that. So that was kind of a bummer. So I figured Sunday, like, i got to make an airplane, like – I'm going to have to park strategically in this parking lot so I can get out, right? So we're loading up, right? I'm packing up all my stuff, white flag waves. I'm still spotting. As soon as he gets into oval one and I'm done pretty much, I'm my stuff's going in the bag, right? I'm packing up. So I get all my stuff. I still have I still have my stuff on. I have all my radios on me. Me and Derek Nealon, um, Kyle Bush the spotter, are, you know, Derek has been – awesome to me like just asking me if there's anything i need with working with beard i had it was kind of like an rcr alliance alliance yeah. so he came up and asked me if there's anything you need let me know like i work with us i've worked with austin like you know just anything you need dude Derek nealon is one of those guys that like you can turn to for anything very cool guy just like chris so i'm i'm doing what he does right he's standing next to me the whole time i'm running with him he still got all his stuff on. I still got all my stuff on. I'm like, screw it. I'll just throw it all in the car and let me just get away from the racetrack. And then when I get to the airport, I'll pack everything up, right? So get out of there. Perfect time. I bought two flights on purpose. Just in case. In case I missed one, I could take the second one. Uh, I get to the airport, return the rental car, putting all my stuff back in my bag. No binoculars. Oh no. And I'm like hard drops. Yes. I left them on the fence in the main grandstand. Ooh. Up top. So I'm messaging a few people that I know and I'm like, Any chance you're still at the track? And they're like, No, I'm at home. You know, no, I'm on the road. No, I'm I'm like, Oh my god. So I'm like texting Chris, I'm like, Any chance you're still at the track? 
and he calls me and he's like, hey, he's like, no, now I'm in line to go through security. At, by this time, the security line is so far back, I don't think I'm making my first plane, right? Like I have to go through all the security. So Chris calls me. So now I'm like stressing about two things. My binoculars, not making a plane. And he's like, hey, like, yeah, um, no, I'm not at the track, but uh, Coleman Presley, Joey Logano's spot, he has your binoculars. I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why does Coleman Presley? He's like, well, he was standing next to you the whole time. I was like, no, I know that. And he's like, yeah, he just grabbed him. I'm just going to get him at Vegas. And I was like, damn. What a nice guy Coleman Presley is. Yeah. What a nice to pick, guy. To pick he up realized stuff he left this idiot decided to rush out of here. I'm, I'll just grab his, his binoculars and I'll get them back to him. So I ended up getting them back this week. Very cool. Um, so I get, Did he ship them back to you? So he gave them to Chris at Vegas and then Chris shipped them back to me. Gotcha. So very cool. Th- th- very thankful. If by any chance Coleman Presley is listening to this, thank you so much. Um <laughs> But, uh, so we, so I get into this line. Now I got like 10 minutes to this plane takes off, right? Gates open and they're putting people on the plane. And I'm like, man, oh man. Like if I can just get through this, like I'm, my bag's going through, we're good. Right. So I'm sitting there. I have it. I'm ready to, to cancel my flight 15 minutes, you know, ready to do it. Next thing, see my bag come up with my radios on them boop, to the side getting checked I'm like you gotta be kidding me I've never had my radios pulled for someone to check them nothing like they've always gone all the way through nope not this time I was like you gotta be kidding so I'm sitting here and I was like how long is this gonna take and I'm not trying to be that guy in the airport right and the guy's like I gotta go through everything I'm like I can't chance taking it so I had to cancel my flight my first flight just cause I don't know like how long and this guy ended up taking five five minutes and I, I wouldn't have made it so I'm glad I did that but yeah. and then I could actually go and get dinner and calm down and relax somebody yeah. has my binoculars I know I'm gonna make a second <laughs> flight I'm good yeah. let's just get a beer so that's what I did there you go so that was my hectic spotting the Roval wasn't bad at all <laughs> it's yeah. the getting away from the Roval that was terrible yeah it's funny like every now and then like when I listen to DBC you know they talk about trying to get out of the racetrack and they're like they you're right like they do strategically park their cars and have a system for getting out of that place as fast as possible yeah so they're not stuck in traffic well the thing that aggravates me is like that doesn't aggravate me it's just these guys are rushing to get rushing to get out let's get out let's get out y'all live 10 minutes away They still want to get. Yeah, I know, but it's like <laughs> they're all the same way. I'm dog. not gonna be home until midnight, <laughs> and y'all are gonna, like. I text Nick Payne. I was like, "Hey, are you at the track by any chance?" He goes, "No, I'm at home." I'm like, "You son of a yeah, gun!" They've already cracked their first yeah, beer yeah, while you're yeah, standing they're, there. They're at they're airport done. security. They're done. They're gone. I'm like, "Dang, yeah. you sons of guns!" Yeah. So, oh, I hate to bring this back up. Oh boy, so coming back from the honeymoon. Yeah, we. uh So our flight. We had like an hour and a half from the time we got off in Miami to the time we had to board our next flight to come back to Reagan. So normally, or at least when we came back from Italy and we had to go through customs, they had like their own little room that you went through to do everything. And then like once you like got your passport checked, you put your bag on this one conveyor belt and then you basically just 
walk through their own little security in this other part of the airport just for citizens coming back in. And then you get on your next flight and you or catch your connecting flight and you go home. So in Miami, we go in this room where we think that everything's going to happen. And they're like, no, you go through this door. And it dumped us back into the regular security lines, like outside the airport. And their belts were down for checking bags. Oh, Lord. So they're like rushing everybody. Like they're, they were super, they, they were trying to get everything done super fast. Like you could tell that they, they, yeah. they were, they realized the situation. Yeah. They realized yeah. the situation. They were trying to get everybody their next flights. So we like run down, we dump our bags and we're like, what line do we get in for security? Cause we're like outside the airport at this point. And they're like, Oh, this one. And I'm telling you, this thing is snaked around and like all backed up, like to almost the next check bags thing. And we're like, we are not making our next flight. Like there's no way. Yeah. We went through and like, we're running, you know, down to, uh, our gate. And of course, we're at gate like B2 and it's like 25 gates long and B2 is all the way at the end. It's not at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) So we're running and we had just enough time to go to the bathroom and then turn around and like on the thing, as I went into the bathroom, it said now boarding like group nine or whatever it was. So as soon as I come out of the bathroom, it says, um, it says boarding process is closed. I'm like, oh, crap. No. So, like, Kara's still in the bathroom. She comes out, and I'm like, come on. She goes, they're not leaving without us. I'm like, yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> so we run up there, and luckily, like, we just got in line and got on our plane. But it was, like, a little bit of a mess yeah. in Miami trying to come Ooh. back. So we barely made it. Yeah. But. I think that's all that we got to catch up on so far. <laughs> yeah, for personal. Yeah, for now, personal. Now, now we have to get to the racing side. Yeah. Of yeah, let's get into some short track stuff, man. We got a bunch to catch up on. We already touched on Connor, but we can talk about him winning the championship. Yeah. We talked about it on the show that we needed it to rain. Yes. And it did. It did rain. Sorry it rained at your wedding, hey, but I it was okay. I, honestly, I didn't even notice it. Um, yeah. So, luckily, it rained out for him on... Literally just one day. <laughs> it was beautiful on Friday and beautiful on Sunday. Gosh, so thank the Lord. Yeah, they they uh they moved the race to Sunday for that. And then uh he ended up going and what a way to finish out the year. He wins, wins it. his mm. seventh straight, his eighth total for the season and wins the championship. So he had a hell of a year. Luckily he just glad he got to close that one out and yeah. he got what he deserved on that. Um, he ended up, we took him racing at Langley. Uh, I never got to talk about that one. Um, thought we had a pretty good car, uh, for most of the weekend. And then come qualifying, we had junk in the carburetor and we qualified dead last. He avoided one big wreck and just kind of slowly started making his way through. And then all of a sudden we got free and you get free at Langley, you're going backwards. Yeah. So, um, he ended up a lap down. He he drove a really good race, kept the car clean. So we just got to tack Langley a little bit more because yeah. seemed to struggle there more often than what we do well there at. So 
Um, go back and try again next year. That's right. So we get to get back into some Cars Tour stuff. We actually have two races to talk about here. Mm. Uh, so we have a Sobo Cars Tour race. We'll keep this one brief because I vaguely remember it. Deke um, McCaskill winning. Yeah, Deke McCaskill wins. Uh, Lane Riggs and him put on a hell of a battle yeah. uh, there towards the end of the race. Lane back in the KHI car. Yeah. Uh, Deke comes away with his second Cars Tour win of the year. Yeah, he won the opener. The pro late model race at Tri-County got awful interesting. Oh, yes, it did. So we had a championship points battle coming down between Katie Hedinger and Caden Quapple, and they were running side-by-side, side and they get together on the backstretch. Mm-hmm. Was it a racing deal, or do you feel like Caden did something intentional? No, it looks like they hit wheels Yeah, as, as violent as the cars went you yeah. know, sideways. Um you you said it. It's a championship battle, so you're going to race that person as hard as you can without intentionally wrecking them, right? Caden's never showed that he's going to intentionally going to intentionally anybody. wreck somebody. Um, I don't think he's really shown that until a couple this laps race. later. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a racing deal, and it's just unfortunate that it happens. But in again, I mean. Like we just said, it's not just Connor Jones, right? Look at the big picture. Katie Hettinger can go out there, run just to get the rest of the race in. She do- if she doesn't do what she does to Caden Quaffle, she gets to race this week. Now yeah. she doesn't. Yeah, She's and at suspended. least you have a, a fighting chance going into the last race if something happens to Quaffle. Correct. And you can stay in the race. Or wreck them there. Yeah. I mean, like, bigger picture. You're You're – it's already set. You've already been spun out. You're already going to the back. Your car is already torn up. Just take take the best out of a bad situation. Yeah. It, and, it didn't look intentional to me at all. I mean, it looked like, you know, Katie was off the wall some, and it looked like Caden was trying to squeeze her and use up as much racetrack exactly. as he could. But, you know, they ended up just making wheel contact, and they ended up getting together and wrecking. So, um Hats off to her dad, though. Like, her dad comes down, gets in the window net of the car, and is yelling at her and is yelling at her, basically saying, like, we don't race like that. I never taught you to race like that. This is after she goes back and wrecks him. Yes. Yes. So, I'll back up. Katie tries to wreck him off the restart. She she succeeds. She spun. She She spun spun him. She didn't didn't do any damage. Yeah, didn't do any damage to him. Um. So then they they come in. She's got even more damage from hitting the wall again. And basically, like, the team starts going to work on the car, and her dad's like, nope, get your ass out of the seat. Yeah. I never I taught think, you to race like her? that. Yeah, he parked Oh, he parked her. Yeah. Well, they, they might have parked her. I think her. they I don't parked know. her, yeah. But he wasn't letting her go back out and make a fool out of herself no, anymore. No, no, no. Not even if the car store officials let her back out. Right. She wasn't going back. Yeah. Her dad was not letting yeah. her go back out. But good on him because, you know, at the end of the day, like... That's what you need. Yeah, and Katie's she ha- young. She's 15, 16 years old. She has all the outlets to yeah. make it big. Yeah. So, And she's, she's got a now. ton of talent. Yeah. Even though she hasn't won a race this year, yeah. to be in the mix for the championship going into the second to last race of the season tells you everything you need to know, and that is, like, she's got consistency, and she can be there, and she can win, her, win herself a championship. That's right. So, um... She's got the talent, man, and you know I'm I'm glad her dad is trying to raise her the right way and trying to 
make sure that she's not some little brat, you know, that's driving a race car. Um, yeah, she's gonna go far. That wasn't the rest of the fireworks for that race. No. Whew. So coming down to the end, had Gavin Bochelle and Ashton Higgins going for it for the win. Ashton Higgins drove his ass off that race. He did. And I mean, he put himself in a prime position to win. Put put himself in a position where you, what eventually happened was the only way he was going to get beat. Yeah. Right. And Connor Bochelle just cleaned his house. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know what he was thinking. <laughs> I mean, there was no way you were going to make that look gracious. No. Right? Well, and it was kind of a ridiculous move because the way he's entering the corner and washing up, like, you're going to run into the guy. The only way to make the corner is to run through his left rear. Right. So, and he did it multiple laps in a row yep. until he finally wrecked him on the last corner of the last lap. And... I mean, if it was me, why don't you, instead of diving for the bottom and hitting him on the exit, like, why don't you follow the guy into the corner on his left rear and, and try to, him up. yeah, and try to rough him up. Then he's out of the groove and he can collect it up and then you can gas up and drive off the bottom and get away. You have a better corner yep. entry and exit than what you did with that deal. Well, it just comes to young drivers, you know? I mean, that it really, yeah. I mean, Gavin tried blaming on his inexperience, but to me, uh, yeah. I don't know if I can just say that was total inexperience. That was a little bit of stupidity there. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but so so Gavin crosses the line first. Yeah. They end up disqualifying him. And the win goes to Caden Quaffles in third. <laughs> it's like, God, you can't you can't make this up. Yeah. It's great. I mean it's it it was kind of upsetting though, seeing the way the race played out because it was a really good race. It was. And it was gonna it was gonna be a, a really good race to the end and it just um. Yeah, it kind of got st- stunk up there at the end. So yeah, I didn't like the way it ended. Yeah, few fight, a few fights. The oh. uh, <laughs> the cars tore uh, penalty sheet looked like a book. Yeah, I mean they had a couple of chapters, quite a few names on there this yeah. that week. Uh, a lot of the Higgins family for fighting, and um, Katie Hedinger's on there, and a few others. So yeah, <laughs> it was a pretty long list. It was. Um, that man Butterbean, he got revenge on that race. Yeah, track. he did. He yeah. did. He went back to Tri County and just absolutely dominated that race. A race that he probably could have, could have, should have won uh, a couple months ago. Back, you know, yep. for the thirty thousand dollar to win a race, just absolutely put on a clinic. Won the pole, led, I think every lap. Yeah, I think so. And won the race. So perfect night. Perfect night for him. And w- on a good night because. Carson Quapple struggled. Yep. Big time. I thought for a second he was going to struggle even worse than what he did. On that last, yeah. Yeah, so Carson came away 10th, and on the last restart, he ended up getting pushed back to, like, 17th. 17th, yeah. So I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, like, if Carson. Huge for Butterbean. Yeah, this will be huge for Butterbean and points. And, it like, for a minute he wasn't really coming back either. Like, he was struggling to get by the guys back there. Right. Either way, like, that race was still big for Butterbean. At least he has a fighting chance going into this last race. I think something still needs to happen to Carson. Yeah, he'd have to have a bad race. Either way, it's played out really well. It's like this 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 is going to be a fight that goes on, you know, in the next year, I think. Yeah. So, here's how uh, 
I just want to put this out there. So Carson ends up running the Rodney Cook this past weekend, right? Yep. We still have the Cars Tour finale coming up. So I saw where Carson had mechanical issues at the Rodney Cook. Could you imagine if he had not run the Rodney Cook and had those mechanical failures in the season finale? Yep. Like, if he doesn't have any issues, like, that's a major horseshoe for Carson yeah. to have. <laughs> to to go into the Rodney Cook, just a one-off race where, you know, you're just going to run it to have fun, hopefully win, having a mechanical failure there and it not being in the last race of the season. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's blessing in disguise for that team. Butterbean's probably hoping he didn't run it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wishing he didn't run it. Yeah. God, I wish he wouldn't run that Rodney Cook Classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a blessing in disguise for the eight team. Absolutely. Um, so, with the Rodney Cook, uh, I think the last time we were on, we talked about maybe Bobby McCarty going to run this race. Yeah. He did. Um, Trevor Ward, your Martinsville winner, also went and ran this race and won. Yep. So you can basically say the two best cars at Martinsville were still as dominant at the Rodney Cook as what they were at Martinsville. Yep. So that tells you how close those two tracks are in you know similarity. Yeah, for sure. We do have some silly season. Silly news. season. Good night. We have so we got Connor Hall yeah. switching rides. He's yeah, gonna he's, go to the Nelson camp. Did that surprise you? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it did. It, I mean, it surprised me as far as, um, I, I don't know. It just, I didn't expect, I didn't expect Connor to go race for Nelson. I didn't either. I expected him to be back at Chad Bryant, but yeah, I um, think they I, I think the deal was so good at Nelson to where he couldn't refuse it. I think so too, and I also think that Connor now. Fe- I, I don't want to speak for Connor, but it just looking at these races that has happened this year. It just looks like that that mesh between him and Chad has just ran its course, and sometimes that happens. You know what I mean? Like last year, they couldn't they couldn't have bad races. Yeah. And this year, it's like that's all they have. Yeah. Are bad races. And it's like we talked about this at the beginning of the season. Could Chad Bryant Racing be a two car team, um, and operate as well as what? they did as a single car team right and we talk about how it looks like junior motorsports sometimes struggles when they bring dale jr into the mix you know it's kind of like a split focus deal and for most of the season you saw connor running well mason diaz struggling then all of a sudden mason starts running well and then connor struggled a little bit in the tour drops out of the tour to go chase the national mason diaz just like lights out in the cars tour right um so I don't know if that had any decision into it, but, you know, I can tell you that it looks like Chad Bryant runs better as a one-car team. Yeah, and I don't – I think it was more the – what Nelson brought to the table for Connor to change. Yes. To, to change, you know. I don't think it was what Chad was doing wrong. Correct. I think it was just more so – The deal was so good the, you the deal can't was, refuse it. Right, and good for him. I mean, that's – that team has obviously showed with Landon in the car this year that they can be super competitive. Yeah. I mean, they can win races. They've turned that program around, and um, they've got a crew chief over there that's out of California um, that is – he's 
done a really good job with that team for not working on late model stocks in the past. Yeah. So um, it'll be really cool to see what Connor can do with Nelson. I hope they go win a pile of races together yep. in the Cars Tour. So with that happening, Landon Huffman now goes to Jimmy Mooring. Yep. Right? Yep. So be teammates, I guess, with Jared Fryer? Yeah. I would assume so. So, yeah. Um, I think Landon can probably do a good job over there. I mean, look, Landon's, Landon's got talent, man. He's obviously. obviously ran up front in, you know, Martinsville. He won the $30,000 to win race. He was a big part of why that team got turned around this year yep. for Nelson. So um, I would expect to see him win and run up front, you know, with Jimmy Moore in racing. And then Butterbean back with LPP. Yep. Are you surprised with that? Nope. No, you don't have a year like this and not go back. Yeah. I think that's a match made in heaven. Yeah, I do too. Honestly, that's just a good uh, – when when he decided to go there – or, you know, it came out that he was going there. You knew that that was going to be a great pairing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, him and Lee, um, Butterbean coming from doing, you know, doing these, winning these Langley championships where saving tires is huge or, you know, things like that. And he goes to work with Lee Pulliam, who is the master of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you're going to go run, run cars tour every week. You're going to win races. Yeah. And they've showed that they can do that together. Yeah, Butterbean should have probably won more races this year than what he has. Um, you know, we just touched on him losing the Tri-County race because of fuel. Dominion. And, um, yeah, Dominion. I mean, there's there's more races that they should have had in their trophy cabinet than uh, what they have right now. Yeah. So, And when um, you look back, they're going to look ahead to next year thinking that that yep. we're, we're fine. Yeah, we're not making those same yeah, mistakes. Exactly. You know, also – you know, Butterbean's got uh, one particular sponsor backing him, you know, for this whole deal with LPP. And um, you never know when those deals are going to dry up, if it's going to be a one-year deal or a five-year deal. And I'm really glad to see that that sponsor is sticking with him and is going to continue that relationship with LPP for him and keep that ball rolling so that, you know, he can go have more success in the yeah. car store. So. Um, so the Sean Beluzzo Memorial was ran this past weekend at Langley. Mm -hmm. um, Cars Tour regular Chase Burrow comes away with a win in that one. Uh, Brad Adams was actually leading the race with a few laps to go, and a lap car ended up taking him out, mm. uh, which set Chase up for taking the win. Looked like Chase was already in tow, you know, kind of on his way to start trying to battle for that win, but... Um, Chase ends up coming away with it. That's a big win for him and, yeah. you know, their whole shop. And uh, really cool to see him back in victory lane. They're modified. Yeah. Speaking of the Rodney Cook a few minutes ago, I want to throw Eric Winslow's name out oh, yeah. there. Oh, Big Daddy. Old Cat Daddy Winslow. Cat uh, Daddy Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> the outlaw. The, uh, the character. <laughs> That's what he needs to be called, the character, because he is a character. Yeah, man. So he goes on and wins the limited race at, uh, at Ace for the Rodney Cook. Uh, good on him, man. He's another. He, he's kind of like me, you know. He he's crew chiefing and he's doing a lot uh, in his life with uh, just not being able to get in the car, you know. Yeah. So he's got his own uh, limited car that he goes and runs on these one-off deals. Um, and 
it's cool to see him just get in and go win races. Yeah. And uh, glad he went there and got that win. So that's all we got for our short track Shit, segment. That's it? We yeah. don't have another hour and a half? Come on. Well, we are in the month of October, so even though we haven't been on in a month, yeah. you know, racing has been kind of yeah. oh, settled went, down. D- next week, it's over. Yeah. It's doing well. I mean, no, no, no. I know, no, I know. No, I'm no. just saying, like, the, the weekly grind that. of racing is dwindled. Yeah. But yes, I, I know we have races coming up. Yeah. We, we still got. Um, I, I know what we got. We got the Fall Brawl. We got the Fall Brawl. You got Florence. The, the Florence, and you got the Thanksgiving Class. I know yep. what we have. <laughs> Calm yourself. God. Come on, man. Don't, I said, don't I said it's dwindling down. You're yet. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just chill out over there, honky. Yeah. Honky. I haven't heard that one in a minute. I know. I haven't said that in a while, have I? I haven't got a jackass in a minute, too. Yeah. I was actually kind of upset you didn't call me a jackass in, uh, in the best man speech. I want to say... I guarantee you were surprised because <laughs> you thought I was, was going to rip you. <laughs> you did, I, or I did. And I did think I you didn't were at all. I, yeah, yeah I you flipped, let me slide I that really. sucker like a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into our dirt stuff. Um, RMS. I saw this one this morning. Yeah. RMS parts ways with Timez. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I mean, their their results aren't what they should be. I think for what that team runs right yeah um but team has man to have him on drive your race cars is just you don't know what you're going to get into every night yeah he's wild right um another another split that we don't have in our notes uh chase mcdermott is leaving mount stout oh wow yeah that's a surprise it is i did uh, it's one i think it's one of those things that just runs its course you know yep uh, there could be bigger options for Chase. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I think he did announce where he's going to run, Chili Bowl wise. Uh, I can't remember though. Either way, not with not with Mount Stout. So that was another big midget driver getting making a change. Um, who knows? Maybe we're talking about these two teams, and that could be where he's going. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that. I'm just saying. Um, Anthony Macri back with the family ride. Not sure. Yeah, not sure what that was about, but okay. Uh, maybe they, it was they just they put needed... baby in the corner for a few months. Yeah, you stay over there. <laughs> You're in timeout. We're gonna bring Pop up in. Oh, Lance Deweese. <laughs> <laughs> so where's Lance Deweese go? Does he still run know. for? Him? I, I think. I don't know. I think Lance might be done. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody's made a, you know, announcement, but. Has he even won any races with them or no? With Macri? No, yeah. he's ran pretty good, though. I mean, they've ran decent. Yeah. Just haven't had the finishes they want. Uh, speed's there, for sure. But it's never not been there in that car. So Right. Um, And then the big thing, high limit, taking over the All-Stars. Yeah. Brad Sweet, Whoa. Kyle Larson. Buy it. I mean, good. Good. I, I hope they don't get away from the geographical location of what the all-stars do because the all-stars is a ohio indiana you know they they branch out but they kind of stay in that realm and there are some really good dri- i mean you talk about parts of the country where good drivers come from california has now become that conversation obviously pennsylvania for sprint car racing but when you look in ohio and indiana illinois there are some really good dirt track 
sprint car drivers out there. Yeah. And good tracks have put on great shows. Amazing track. Uh, anything in Ohio. I mean, uh, still on my bucket list is to do Ohio, Ohio Speed Weeks. Like, yeah. just some wild racetracks. So, yeah, there's. Um, I hope they don't get away from that. I don't think they will. I think it's just Tony got Tony Stewart got that series back to where it needed to be, and now I think he's ready to let Brad and Kyle do what they do, and they care so much about you know Tony's in everything, right? Owning racetrack, owning NHRA, owning a cup team. You know, I think he got it to where he wanted to see it, and then he wants to give it to somebody like Kyle and Brad who care. A tremendous about amount about sprint car racing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are both two great series that are just going to become even better. Yeah. Um, I think over the long haul as, you know, yeah. as the years go on. I agree. So now we get to get into our touring segment. Um, short track guy, Caden Honeycutch. Dominating. In Arca, dominating Arca. So, he's been in like two. I, he may have been in three races, but I'm pretty sure two. And he's just completely murdered them. Yeah. I mean, killed them. Yeah, it's awesome to it's see. It's amazing. Yeah, I I think he's got a big future ahead. You know, he this is a guy that always runs up front in late model stock cars, and um, you know, I I look for him to do big things if he gets to keep progressing forward. You know, he's already run some truck races and stuff, but now that he's going back to ARCA, it's like holy cow! Like this dude's on fire. Yeah. Um. So we got our final four set for all three series. Yep. So truck series first. Yeah, truck series first. Grant Enfinger made it in. Yeah. That was a good I mean, talk about like Kevin Harvick style closing. Like just under the radar. I'm gonna make it in on points. It was awesome. Yeah, it just goes out and gets it done. Corey Heim won Bristol, which locked him in, right? Yep. Um Carson Hosevar wins at Homestead. That locks him in. Ben Rhodes and Grant Enfinger and on points. It's uh, if you'd asked me two months ago who the final four would be, I think I might have Hosevar in it. But there's no Zane Smith, no Eckes, no Sanchez, no yeah. Majeski. Yeah, I really thought that Zane Smith would have been in the final four. It really surprises me that he he's not in there this year. Yeah, well, things happen. Yeah, who's your pick to win it? I man, I don't know. I I th- I don't know. I think I think Hosovar would be a really good story. Yeah. Getting ready to go to a Cup ride, winning a truck title would be a good story. But Ben Rhodes, man, he's won it there at Phoenix before, right? Yeah. So he's he's he knows how to get it done. So I don't know. I think it's going to be between them two. But I don't. And Grant Hemfinger has been really good at tracks like this. Corey Heim is this his first go at it. I think he might have. I think they all have a really good shot at it. Yeah, I want to take Corey Heim on this one. I think he's got the best shot. I think he's been probably the most consistent here towards the end of the year with showing speed. Yeah. Um, my second pick would be Ben Rhodes. Yeah. I th- I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Carson and Ben. Yeah. I think that's who's your primary Carson. I think it. I think Ben Rhodes just because of prior experience. Gotcha. Okay. Good picks. Yeah. So. Let, let let's just take let's just say our final four for the Xfinity series is now Sam Mayer, Justin Allgaier who won at Martinsville, John Hunter Nemechek and Cole Custer. Now let's get into Martinsville. <laughs> I've been waiting all freaking wait. week for this boy. <laughs> wait, wait wait. So who's your who's your pick to win the championship for those four? Yeah. 
I think Allgaier gets it done finally. Yeah, I hope he does, actually. I, th- I think it's either going to be him or John Hunter, but I really... I, I, it's hard to say because Fords are pretty decent there, and Cole Custer can go out there and definitely stink the show up. Yeah, he could. But I think it's going to be between Justin and John Hunter, and I'm thinking J- Justin Allgaier finally gets that monkey off his back. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I, I don't know. Sam Mayer has actually been on fire here recently, but I think that you know, kind of a younger guy going in. I think he has a hard time getting it done because of his inexperience. That in Phoenix is just a different style track, you know. Yeah. So yep. Justin Algar has the laps around there. I think he's I I think he's gonna be the I don't think he's the favorite going in, but I think he is gonna fly under the radar and, and get it. Yeah. So my primary pick would be John Hunter. My secondary pick would be Justin. Yeah, mine just flipped. Okay. Yep. Ten four. So, Martinsville. Oh, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to talk about this. So, I didn't go this year. Yeah. Right? Um, Do you wish you would have? No, um, for Saturday, maybe. <laughs> uh, Sunday's race was decent, too, but I just I, I just didn't. Last year just wasn't. Wasn't feeling it. Yeah, I mean, I've said it a thousand times on this show. It just wasn't the best race, and I just didn't want to. You know, we we've also taken a lot of trips and have a lot of things planned for this month, and um, it I just didn't really want to go away this weekend to go to that race. Um, but I really wish I would have went Saturday because yeah. that was a hell of a race. Um, man, drama, buddy. Yeah, a ton of drama. Um, so I'm sure everybody saw Austin Hill and Sheldon Creek get into it. They gave Sheldon a lot of crap for that move. Warranted? Uh, I don't blame him. I can't blame Sheldon one bit for doing... I, I don't think Sheldon did anything wrong. Sheldon was doing what he had to do to make the Final Four. Correct. So, now I don't know. I've heard two different things about the points where if they finished 1-2, they both make it. I've heard that they don't. Well, so from my understanding was Austin could have made it if he was inside the top ten. I don't think that's true. I think that got debu- like I debunked. Think, yeah, debunked. But, I think that got debunked. But either way, but if you finish second or third, I feel like he was in decent he, he was point in, shape, right? Yeah. So the the okay, looking back at those two laps, uh, Austin Hill. Overcooks a corner in one, and washes Taking up in the the Sheldon, and washes up. Nothing wrong, right? Go down the back stretch. Now Sheldon gets on his bumper. Sheldon's job now is to get a win. He can't make it in any other way, right? Okay. Now, if you're off the hill, as a teammate, I know you're going to race me that way because I know you have to win. I know you have to win. I want to win. But I know you have to win. So going into the next corner, Sheldon moves him, moves him, gets and doesn't even ship him. I mean, you you can ship somebody to the third lane. Yeah, he didn't. Like Sheldon did it very nicely. It wasn't like last year where Ty Gibbs dumped. Correct, um, Brandon Jones. Yes, yeah. So he just moves him up out of the groove into the second groove, gets position on him, and then he and then he gets back in the next corner. And does it again, right? He doesn't get... And he obviously didn't move him that good coming to the white. He moves him again, gets position on him. 
So now they drag race down the back stretch, coming to the checkered. Sheldon drives about two two car lengths deeper than he probably can. And it looked like Austin on the left. Austin tried to, yeah, Austin definitely tried to get out of it to pull a crossover right before Justin Allgaier gets there. Doesn't work because Sheldon Creed now goes up into Austin and moves him up and gets in front of him. Here is the only thing that I can see them. So you saw the Andy Petrie video, right? Yeah. Okay, Andy Petrie said on SiriusXM that I, I wasn't mad how they raced up until that point. I was mad about Sheldon not giving Austin, not giving them both the chance to race for the finish, like to get to the line. I don't ever see in that video where he slams the brakes. Like, I mean, he, he slowed up. Check. Yes, he does brake check. But I don't see where, like, when he when he slows down and Austin gets into the back bumper, Sheldon still is pointing at the wall. Like, he still has to turn. Yeah, he's trying to get back down the I racetrack think he's to, trying get to get off the corner. Correct. But if he doesn't do that and just gasses up, even if he hits the wall or whatever, I think he has a better shot at beating Justin Allgaier to the line. Then, if he does hit the brake to get the car to turn and then screw Austin Hill up, now right. Justin Allgaier has position on him to beat him to the line, right? Right. So I think like it's a it's a fifty fifty shot of what's going to happen, right? If you're Sheldon Creed, to me, he did nothing wrong. Yeah. Now what pisses me off is that Richard Childress and Andy Petrie and everybody there want to completely down this guy I guarantee you if he's racing for you next year that doesn't happen yeah but now that he's going somewhere else he doesn't care now nobody cares what they say about him and that's disrespectful to me well and I think there was already a little bit of conflict between Sheldon and Austin because I remember I think it was at Bristol they had a little bit of conflict yeah and I don't it, it seems like this has been brewing for a little bit longer than what than what, than what it seemed. Than what it seemed. Yeah. So, um, I was just kind of, I don't know, man. Like, if I'm Austin Hill, like, yeah, I'm trying to win this race. But, like, if you're looking at the big picture, if all you, like, if you can get in and finish second and you can let your teammate in, as a team, like, now you have a 50% chance of going and winning for the championship. Right. Even if you don't like the guy, like, you're, Austin Hill is in that seat for years on end. Yeah, years on end. Like he's he's an RCR guy for right. a long run. So like why wouldn't you try to give your team the best shot in winning the championship even if it's Sheldon Creed where you may not really like that guy. I don't think right. Sheldon Creed did anything wrong. I don't think he did either. I think Austin Hill should have went big picture. I can I can live to race for another day. I want this championship more than this clock. Yeah. Now he doesn't even have a chance to go on and race for a championship. Right. I and mean, that's I'll, only true if he can finish second or third and still make it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm not sure that. I'm pretty, I'm like 99.9% yeah, sure so he could have finished second and got himself in. Yeah. I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't think... Like I said, the only thing that I've watched a million times was right in the center of the corner if he smacks the brakes or not. And it doesn't look like he does. 
It looks I mean, like he he's got trying on the brakes, but, but like, he's, trying, he's to trying, to, trying to turn the car. I'm saying he's not purposely brake checking to no. screw Austin Hill up. No. Why would he? Right. You, if you're by yourself, that's one thing to brake check the guy in the corner so he doesn't get you coming off or whatever. But like, you're 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 in a pack. Yeah. Justin Allgaier is there. Like, you're not gonna purposely just slam your brakes just to screw the guy. And then them saying that like Austin Hill is wrecked because of it. That's not why. No. You're, you're short track racing. How many times do you see it? On lap 20, people get bottled up like that and bend the front ends up. John Hunter is laying on – everybody's laying – it's coming to the checker. You're laying on everybody else's bumper. Yeah. It's going to happen. If anybody slows down just a little bit, you're crunching the front end up. Yeah. And John Hunter drives through the the 21 too. So yeah. it's like – It looked like a NASC – it looked like an iRacing race where, like, you're coming to the line and you see everybody wrecking and you're bound to determine to not lift and just get to the line. Yeah, you just close like, your that's eyes what that, hold the wheel straight. <laughs> right. That's yeah. exactly what this that the ending of that race looked like to me. Yeah. And then Cole Custer throwing it in reverse. Just backing the, across the line. To get the championship. And, get the championship four. and Jeb Burton took a hit he and did. a half. My he God. Did. That was gnarly. Dude, when you hear it, like hear it just I watched that thing come across the screen in like the replays and stuff. I was like, "Golly, that had to that he's had to be a hell of a hit." He's got to be hurting. Yeah. So, is that it for Xfinity? I think so. All right, <laughs> I think we got done right <laughs> Man, there. I feel so relieved. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got to get that one out. Yeah. Uh, so, cup stuff, man. Um, do you think that the new tire made for a better race? I think it looked better. I don't know if it. I don't think it helped the whole even playing field, but I feel like you could definitely tell that there was a better car than others. Yes. Like when you look at like Ryan Blaney, like I feel like Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin were the best two cars where in previous races with the next-gen car at Martinsville, you couldn't really tell. If you had a good car and you got back in traffic, you kind of stalled. Exactly. Like, Which is interesting because like Martin Truex had that. That's what I was going to say. You could tell... But then Truex like went to the back and he eh, didn't do much, you know. Yeah. Like, but you could tell like Blaney and Hamlin, like Hamlin coming up through the field at the end, like yeah. it got to like lap. You you he kind of settled in, but it was one of those things like, well, I'm just gonna save it for the last sixty laps, and he did, and then all of a sudden he's up the third. Yeah, you know. So he just kept coming. Right. And I'm like, man, he gets the caution. Like he might win it. Yeah. Like, he might. I mean, and then them two. Really, what it came down to is I don't think the tire helped the car. I think the circumstances helped the car. You had Nenny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney racing each other as hard as hell all day just to be the one out front. Like, yeah. that was cool. Absolutely. That's what made it a good race, I think. Yeah, and also, um, I do want to say, like, I don't remember the last time I watched cars, like, Ryan Blaney was passing people on the outside to get to the lead and, like, yeah. coming through the field. Like, I don't remember in the past, like, a time in Martinsville where we saw cup cars passing guys on the outside to, to take the advance. Lead. Right. Yeah. And, like, I thought that was pretty spectacular. And I, to me, like, that shows that they do have a better racing product there with this other tire. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they can use the same tire going into Phoenix, but I kind of hope they do because yeah. if it promotes, you know, cars moving around, like running the wall or running the bottom and all that kind of stuff, like I think it'll be cool to see everybody moving around and running different grooves at Phoenix yeah. in this championship race. Yeah. So 
what's your thoughts on the final four? I think it's a great final four. Yeah. I mean it's it's not our picks. I mean <laughs> we we both we both went fifty percent on our picks. Yeah. Um with only Larson and Byron were the only two that you and I both had going into the final four. Um, but I think it's a great final four. It's a lot of young guys, a lot of talented young guys, um, and some guys that have never raced for a championship before. You know, you got Kyle Larson in there as a repeat. Um, that you know, could Kyle, be a repeat champion. You know, Kyle Larson's the oldest one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so wild. To He's think. the only one in his thirties that is in this final four. Wow. So, yeah, then you got Seabell in there. He's been in the final four before, but he still doesn't have a championship. Right. Ryan Blaney, I think, is that his first championship appearance? I think this is his first one. And then you got William Byron in there with his first championship appearance. So, yeah. you know, um, we I talk about going to be a great race. We talk about the point system and how whether it really brings the champion to the final four race. Mm-hmm. If William, uh, well, it's kind of the same way with Hamlin. You, he kind of had a year to where he should be there, right? Yeah. But it comes down to Homestead. You have a bad race in Homestead, and that's it. Yep. It's over. Same thing with Truex. You're, you're behind the eight ball now. Although I think Hamlin probably had a better year than Truex did consistency wise. Truex mm-hmm. kind of yeah did he the had, dragon he back. had a lot of wa- a lot of races that he won, but it was definitely up and down. Yep. But if Byron doesn't make it, yeah, it doesn't look good for the sport because it's like that guy dominated. Yeah, that guy dominated. I mean, he had a great year. I mean, yeah. even though he won the regular season champion. He's won a lot of races, yeah, and and been up front, yes, for a lot of all of them, mostly, except this one. So he got super lucky that he made it on points, yeah, this race. So, um, I like Blaney being in there. I think uh, that's my sleeper pick. I I think it is too. Um, The Fords show up when they go there. Yeah, I mean, look at Joey Logano last year. Look at Kevin Harvick all those years. Penske has a chance to go back to back. Uh, championships here. Um, I'm sure they'll use a lot of the same notes that they had on Joe Logano's piece, you know. And and really, Ryan had a chance to win this race last year, and like I think he was yeah. probably held back a little bit, you know, from winning that thing with Joey being out front. Maybe. I think there's a high chance. <laughs> yeah. So, um, who, so is that your pick, Ryan Blaney? Man, I don't know. Um. I think it's Kyle Larson. It's hard to say. Like, you know Kyle Larson's going to show up and have a great run. You know William Byron's going to do the same. I'll tell you what the difference is between – go ahead. Sorry. I'll say my sleeper pick is Bell because yeah. this guy – like, Bell isn't a guy who goes out and he wins a bunch of races in the regular season. Like, he hasn't done it. But come these playoffs, like, he is – the last few years, he's been turning it up and been making it happen to get into the next round. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I have a hard time picking the champion. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be – well, yeah. It's going to be hard. But I'll tell you what Kyle Larson has that nobody else does. That's Cliff Daniels. I'm Man, there's been some weeks where – just over the past couple of years that he's been in that car where it's just like you think they're down and out and Cliff Daniels like no 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 we don't do that that's not yeah. how we that's not how we do that and you know this guy barely got in on points 
but Rudy Fugel and William Byron, Rudy Fugel had to drag William Byron out of the mud last weekend at Martinsville. Yeah. To get him to to commit to say, look, I know we we suck. We did not bring you something that you can go out and perform in, but I need you to just do everything you can to, to yeah. help us out. Which was when, an impressive feat in itself. When you do that and you go to race for a championship the following weekend, look out. Yeah. Look the fr- freak out. Yeah. I don't know. I If you're taking Larson as your champion, as much as I want to say I think Larson will probably get it done, I'm going to take him William Byron. Yeah. I don't think there's any one of those four in my mind that has, in my mind, has more than a 30% chance to win. Like, you know, they're almost 25% each that yeah. I think could win the race or yep. to win the championship. Larson, I think, edges it out in my mind just a little than William Byron, but I think everyone's right there. I mean, Blaney just came off of a humongous win yeah. to, again, you just won Martinsville to get into this final four. You had to. Yeah. Well, he didn't have to. He could have gotten in on points. But you, you made a statement Yeah, to go to Phoenix. It was a statement win. Yeah. To beat Denny Hamlin. I mean, Denny Hamlin rules. He doesn't rule Martinsville, but he, he runs well there every time he goes. Yeah. So, I like think, Denny uh, Hamlin said in his, sorry, in his interview, yeah. like, we did everything perfect. Yeah. Like, we won the stage, finished second in the stage, and finished third in the race. We did everything. We maxed out everything we could. Minus just, getting a win. We couldn't win. Yeah. Um, The only reason I'm really picking William Byron, too, and that is there's been a few times this year where William, in the closing laps, has bested Kyle Larson when Kyle Larson has looked to be the favorite to win. Yeah. And I think they can go do that one more time at Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. All so. right. That's my so William Byron's my pick. My sleeper pick is going to be C Bell. We're completely different again. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm okay go, with it. Yeah, I'm going with Larson and sleeper pick Blaney. Yeah, I, I I'm telling I'm you, I'm okay. Like, it's this is the only championship in as long as I can remember that I'm okay with any single one of them winning. I am too, man. Like it's, I, I'm going to enjoy this. Like last year, I just well, so like the year with uh, Hamlin when it, after he wrecked Chase, I just wanted him to wreck. So bad. <laughs> like, please yeah. just wreck. And, you know, it's been like that every year. Like, I don't want to see this person win. I don't want to see this person win. Yeah. I'm okay with the other three. But I don't want to see this one. And now it's like, man. I, I love I hope, all four. I hope they all win. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I love the entire top four. Like, I mean, just all young guys being able to go at it, you know, I'm, it's it's kind of crazy to think that none of the veterans like Truex and Hamlin or Harvick, like they're not in this race, Kyle Busch even. Um, it's kind of like a – It's a refresher for the sport, it's though. It's a turning of the page. You yeah. can tell. Absolutely. And I think I'm excited for it. I'm excited to watch it, and I think it's going to be a hell of a show. I hope – I hope whoever wins the championship finishes second. That's what I hope. I hope Kevin Harvick goes out and dominates. <laughs> I do too. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I mean, Phoenix is his is his joint. Yeah, it is. Fuel mileage, just something stupid goes out and to, to beats him. Yeah. I I want to see the I want to see the champion not finish first because then it debunks the whole those four are running with something different than anybody else has. Yeah. I do too. I don't think we've ever it's, had that. It's been a while. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, it'd be cool, man. 
Well, I think that's all we got. I think so. <laughs> I have to go back six weeks. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It has been a while. I was, uh, I'm glad to get back in here and uh, do another recording. Yeah, this um, was fun. Yeah, it was fun catching up on everything. Uh, we're currently an hour and 20-some minutes into a recording. That's not even that so bad. That's no, not bad. it's not a bad episode at all. Um, so we do have a carryaway this weekend, Cars Tour. Yep, Cars Tour finale. Correct. Be a great race to go watch. Um, sm- uh, the, the mods will be there. That'll be a good race too. Yep. Uh, and then we have the obviously championship weekend starting Friday night with the trucks. Saturday's Xfinity Sunday Cup. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? They're running the Legend cars again at Dominion Legend on cars. the road course. Yeah. Um, supposed to have a lot more cars. As of now, I am not going. Yeah. I don't. I need a weekend at home. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing. I know what you're doing. Yeah, this is my birthday present. Oh yeah, but I don't that's know what right. it is. I know what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. Jordan, Jordan got me something. We're flying somewhere, which is really fun. I've never done that before. <laughs> not fly, but like be surprised to go yeah. fly somewhere. I don't know where we're flying to. She said I'll find out when we get to the airport. Yeah. So, uh, she says when I know where we're flying to, I'll know what it is. So, I'm trying to read yeah. your I'm trying to read your mind. No, you're not reading my mind. I'm super excited. Yeah. for you to uh to find out so yeah. you'll, you'll have to text me when you do find out all right yeah so that'll be fun we leave friday and come back sunday so whatever it is it's gotta be on saturday i'm guessing maybe i don't so. know i think it's a whole weekend deal yeah yeah mm. i don't know so i'm excited i'm pumped i don't know what it is but i'm pumped i love surprises not even my birthday i do too man it's so funny like Kara like cannot stand a surprise. Like yeah. she's got to be in the know. Right. And I'm the opposite. I'm like, all right, like I don't tell me. Yeah, don't tell me. Yeah, I d- I'll find out when I find out. Yeah, that's how that's how I was. Because she's, I tell you, and I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, well, you have to pack your bag, and I'm like, well, you do it for me, which is a good way to have your your girlfriend pack your bag. <laughs> that's right. I don't have to do it. Oh, speaking of surprises, I never got to talk about this top of the episode. Um. So, Kara got me good on our wedding day. Oh, with the tie? Yes. God, she got everybody good. Yeah. I so, texted her. Go ahead. Um, So, basically, she she asked me for a photo of me and my dad, and I didn't know what it was for. Um, And she ended up picking one out. And then, I don't know why I never put two and two together. And then she was like, hey, um, I'm putting your tie in your bag but you can't look at it until wedding day and I was like okay whatever and I just figured it was a different color than the rest or something that yeah. you know was different about it and so you guys took the tie out of my bag <laughs> cause we didn't and, know yeah and she told me she wanted them to re- the videographer and the photographer to record it when I looked at it and um you guys took it out of my bag and they video me you know put my shirt on and all that kind of stuff and then you guys brought me my or you brought me my tie and like it was so funny because you looked at me and you're like because it's just a normal tie yeah so because when me and david took it out so 
for other reasons, I wanted David to, you know, he was like, go take him the tie. I'm like, nah, you're going to come with me. Like, you know, me and David are, us three are tight. Yeah. And I pulled the tie out and I'm like, you see anything? <laughs> He's like, no, I don't see anything. And yeah, flipped it over. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So on the back of the tie, uh, at the bottom was a picture of me and my dad. Like imprinted. Yeah. Yeah. Into so the tie. Cool. So, <clears throat> um, I was really emotional when I saw that, but I thought it was really funny how you walked up to me and you're like, here's your tie, bud. Like, I thought it might've been a joke at first cause it looked like, yeah, nothing. regular tie. Yeah, yeah. Like regular tie. And then you flipped it up and I lost it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you and everybody in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I texted Kara right after and I was like, yeah, well freaking done. Yeah, that, that was, was good. That was pretty special. That I was en- awesome. I enjoyed having that. And not everyone knew. Um, there was a couple people that I'd showed. And it was funny because later in the night, apparently I didn't tell my sister about it. And she comes running up to me and she's like, I heard there's a thing. And I was like, what? And she grabs my tie and she flips it over. And then she started getting emotional. So, um, yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. Good surprise. Very yeah, good absolutely. surprise. Well, that's all for episode 31 of uh, our Halloween episode. Are we going to be back next week? We got to, right? I don't see why not. Yeah, we got stuff. Yeah, there's. Yeah, we'll be back. All right. Yeah, because we're going to have to actually keep coming back because we got some other late model races. and. Yeah, I would say probably towards the end of November after Thanksgiving will probably be it. Um, yeah. If we do have an episode over the wintertime, it'll probably be interviews only yeah um or, just, my, or my birthday your birthday yeah. you just get an episode for your birthday i didn't get an episode for my birthday hey you had to get married already <laughs> 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 okay fair enough we fair can enough. say happy birthday all right fair enough um so yeah that i mean after thanksgiving i'll probably wrap it up maybe do the snowball derby maybe yeah so um but yeah that's all we got for today man yeah I'm excited to be back in the studio with you. Yeah, likewise. Ready to uh, enjoy this championship weekend through all forms. We got yeah. Cup, like I said, all the touring stuff. We got Championship Cars Tour weekend. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Sucks you're not around for this one. We can't sit there and drink and watch it all. I know. I know. Oh, well. Oh, well. All right. Well. Wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, guys. Well, hope you have a great week. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to uh, follow us on all the major social media outlets you may be on. X, Facebook, hey, got it. Instagram. And be sure to follow us on all the major podcast platforms you may be listening on. Please share it around as much as you can. We appreciate all the new listenership out there. Yep. And um, again, we hope you all have an awesome week and hope you enjoyed this episode. Yep. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Clear With Contact podcast. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Clear With Contact. Feel free to share and tell your friends. Until next time.